The What If Podcast is a Free Bacon and Puppies production. For more daily content, please visit youtube.com slash freebaconandpuppies. Due to fail language and adult topics, parental discretion is advised. Welcome to episode two of the What If Podcast. I'm Jeff Hans, a.k.a. Mr. Moo on YouTube, and my co-host today is the illustrious Rob Harford, a.k.a. Dex Bishop, on the Twitters and the YouTubes. Say hi to the fine people listening, Rob. Well, hello, everybody. Just like a puppet. For those of you who are new to the show, each episode of the What If Podcast is based on a single What If question. The very same type of hypothetical questions you might ask your friends that spark an hour-long conversation. I do a little bit of research, give you a plausible answer, and my co-host and myself give you our answers. Then we feature answers from you, the listeners. If you'd like to submit your answers to the questions, be sure to follow us on Twitter at FreeBap. That's the word free, B as in boy, A as in apple, P as in pumpkin. Well, P as in penis. We'll ask the question... (laughs) We'll ask the question throughout the week before, and if you'd like to submit an audio file to be included on the show, send us a tweet, and we'll send you the details on how we can make that happen. Without further ado, today's question is, what if you had a one-time-use, real-life reset button? When would you use it, and why? Mind blown. When I first posed this question, it actually came with a different phrasing. I originally wanted to have the question be, what if you live with the knowledge that you could die once and come back? Meaning if you died in a freak accident, you could then come back and live the rest of your life. But I realized by making things much more vague, I can expect much more specific answers. Of course, the term reset button is up for interpretation. Do you mean reset and start your life over with the knowledge that the previous lived life? Or do you just reset and start all over again because you feel like if you had a second chance, you could do it better? Or an even different iteration of a reset button is that you can choose when you reset to and with what knowledge you choose to bring with you, similar to a save point in a video game. While leaving the question open to any and all of these versions of a reset button would make for some unique and varied answers. When you think about things that you would want to use a reset button for and have a do-over on, you think about life's biggest regrets. Everyone knows what their own personal regrets are, but what are the most common regrets that people have in their lifetime? Well, it just so happens that Forbes Online had an article published in 2012 titled, The 25 Biggest Regrets in Life. I'm not going to read the entire list, but I will point out that there are some things that people may or may not want to use a reset button to correct. Most of the common regrets seem to have the theme of loved ones or family. And one that stood out to me that I think most people will agree with is breaking up with or getting dumped by your one true love. Now, is that reset button worthy? I think it depends. If you truly believe your life would be immensely better if you'd remained together, then to some, I would say it is. And for me, I think I would say it most likely isn't. That's my my first kind of like, no, don't do it. <laughs> Come back to reality. Because then you start to break it down and you're like, 
do you, do you want to use a reset button to go back in time to fix one tiny baby relationship in the grand scheme of I am alive? And you only got one. See, not many people are are lucky like me and and end up marrying their high school sweetheart. No, that's true. That that I'm an I'm I'm an exception to the rule. It's a it's a very odd story. See, you have your your point of view, and I have my point of view where I've been in other relationships than just you know high school. So I can say that any of the relationships I've ever been in, even my current relationship, if something were to end, there's so many possibilities in which I could st- it would still fail and that's that's kind of my point where if you're going to use a reset button to try to fix your relationship you got to be willing to think like hey this may not work you know it's, it's so strange that we're like talking about this now because we've been talking about this for uh, you and I have been talking about this for a couple of weeks but yeah i just recently had a conversation with somebody somebody was asking me for relationship advice and i explained to him that it's not his job to win the girl back and that a lot of <laughs> yeah. times with a yeah. relationship that ends like that and both parties are not it's not act, it's not a mutual decision i feel like one side of the party always feels like they need to win the person back but i I've, I've always yeah. been the type of person that says if it didn't work the first time it's probably not going to work a second time there's probably a reason why it didn't work out yeah i it, well it all comes down to like your situation and it also comes down to what really happened what if you don't know why things went wrong and you went back to try to fix things and you you get to the same point and the you know the person that you're with doesn't open up they don't tell you how they feel they don't go and give you all the answers or maybe they have given you the answers but you still are kind of like too blinded by love or emotion to see what really went wrong and you you don't have telepathy you can't look into somebody's psyche or their you know their mind and say you know what I remember it was during this trip and I like accidentally hit you in the head while we were like making a left turn. And I made and that joke you about like, your stepmom or something. Yeah. It's like those jeans really did make you look fat. And I said, yeah. And I was like, fuck. And then went downhill from there. And it, what it really was was something completely different. Like she was fucking your brother. Like, you know what I mean? You would never know. So why take the risk? My my opinion on it, don't take the risk. It's too scary to invest that type of responsibility and possibly resetting something like instead of getting your head blown off and you reset you're like eh, she broke up with me let's uh so you're just a an advocate for there are probably better things to end up using it there for. are probably better things to do because I, well i will say this people do crazy things for love yes, even they if it's do. If, if it's completely wrong and it probably won't work out people still do crazy things for love that's true i mean you you never know though you could go back and then rekindle that relationship and it being the best thing you've ever done or gotten dumped again and then maybe along the way found another person to help you and you fall in love with them i mean that's that's a lot of advice from uh counselors marriage counselors they'll tell you figure out why you got together in the first place yeah. And that'll tell you a lot about your relationship. So, I mean, maybe going back to the beginning could save it, potentially. It could, but, you know, then again, I mean, 
there's always that mystery. It's the question mark. What really happened? Right. Can you change someone else's feelings just by being there again? You know, this it's funny that this this one was on the list, but another one that was much further down on the list that I brought up, and I think they're <laughs> in the same category, is um, the, a regret that's thankfully on the decline in the United States is a failed marriage. Uh, there was a time when the divorce rate was at disaster proportions, and uh, it's it's since tapered off. But for those who have suffered through the legal and emotional roller coaster that is ending a marriage, most would agree that they were at fault, or at least in part, for the deterioration of their civil union. Uh, if there was a reset button, maybe more time could have been invested in maintaining the romance, so that didn't end up quite so abruptly and messy. It's kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like what we were talking about before. Like, you could go back and invest a little more time. I mean, it, it's – if you knew why the marriage ended in the first place, you know, that that might help you using that button. So uh, that's why I looked at the most common reasons for divorce. And they aren't all that surprising, the things that probably anybody with two brain cells could figure out. <laughs> uh, but the top reasons uh, were – Getting married at a young age, like in your teens, you have a dramatically higher risk of divorce than if you waited until your 20s. Uh, being less educated can also be a contributing factor in a relationship ending prematurely. Not only can education lead to a better foundation for marriage, but it can also lead to higher income. And speaking of income, having less money can be a leading stressor that puts a strain on any marriage. Couples that make less than $50,000 a year are much more likely to end their marriage and divorce. Other contributing factors may include, but are not limited to, not living together before you get married, premarital childbirth, no religious affiliation, parents, divorce, and insecurity. Yeah, let's go to the, I, I really want to touch base on the r religious affiliation. Okay. The religious r affiliation is... Um, I, I strongly feel that it's not a factor, but it, like, is a factor depending on the relationship that you're in because there's certain – like, a certain set of expectations depending on who you're with. If you're both Catholic, that expectation is you're probably going to try to, like, stay together for the kids, you know? But if one person – Especially one if person you're Irish is, Catholic, man. They'll yeah. stick it through anything. <laughs> It does not matter. <laughs> that, that just reminds me of that one scene in Matt Damon or with uh, Matt Damon in um, the Martin Scorsese film. He's like, "I'm fucking Irish. I'll live with this the rest of my life." You know, <laughs> if you're going like, to end it, you got to end it. What is that? The, the Departed. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And there are people like that. And in that situation, they're going to stay together. I mean, that's just how it is. But then, if you take that same situation, you throw it into say like mine or your relationship. If say my fiance was super religious and then me not religious at all my expectation is to i'm gonna be, do what's gonna make me happy but she on the other hand may go well i'm gonna stay together because my faith tells me let's do this let's uh, we made this decision divorce is way too final and maybe counseling's better you know right i, I think with the religion aspect what they were saying was statistically because of the community and family that religion brings because it's a group of people that su are a support system 
they're saying that that helps with a relationship lasting long. Yeah, and that was the other point. I'm glad you brought that up because um, realistically in the relationship I'm in right now, there isn't a hardcore faith-based religious affiliation. And I feel like religion doesn't matter in that way because two people can still work things out. They can talk about it. You know, it's not like having a religious affiliation becomes an immediate counselor or says that you are the strongest person available to each other to continue to have a better relationship like how ridiculous does it sound when you put it in that context right and i get i mean there are stockbrokers that never went to college uh it's It's, you don't need that in order to move forward with it but statistically it's saying that it helps that's 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 also yeah that is but i mean that that was a big thing we were talking about how you have those expectations of yeah once you're in a have a religious affiliation and those families that are super religious if you have that premarital childbirth they're going to expect you to get married prior to the child being born so you have these shotgun weddings because they're super religious parents that are like oh you're not gonna sully the name of the family because you're gonna have a child out of wedlock you're gonna get disowned basically right and then the fear of being disowned really, really brings people together real quick. They're like, we got to get our shit together. Seriously, like <laughs> how many people you grew up with had kids right out of high school and then forced themselves to get married? Where are they now? Like what are – most of them well, that I know are divorced or yeah. extremely unhappy. Yeah, I was going to say that. They're either extremely unhappy uh, unless they're you. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're, I really well, uh, we don't have the kids, but whole thing. I feel, I feel like though, if you had kids, your relationship is in such a unique category that doesn't fall into the like typical scenario. But most of the people I know now that did get married or had a kid fresh out of high school, they already have either had multiple children or they're you know second or third marriage trying to work it out because they started so young because they didn't maybe they didn't give themselves time to go well maybe i should mature a little more and see how i can develop as an adult and then become an adult make adult decisions and then have the children because you can and want to not because it just happened right yeah doing it more of a uh when you when you're ready instead of just doing it right. because right okay yeah, <laughs> it, it's happened. Now, it's with not the... like buying like milk. You can't... Yeah, you can't. You can't <laughs> having just... kids yeah. is not like buying milk. <laughs> well, when you throw kids into the whole equation with our scenario with the reset button, that is one of the biggest. For if I had ten kids and I had the worst time in my life ever, I wouldn't want to use a reset button to go back before them because I would risk potentially losing even one of them. You know what I mean? Just to salvage my relationship. And that's part of being a parent. I mean, that, that, that's yeah. your job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, if you throw that reset button on any parent right now and say, save your relationship or possibly lose a child, they're going to be like, you know what? I'm sorry. This relationship's over. At least I would hope they would be like that right? <laughs> in a perfect world, in a, a very moral world. Except for that guy that sold his kid for an iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I sold my uh, having more sex with my wife for you being not existing anymore. <laughs> like, that's terrible. 
please don't use that reset button for that, guys. <laughs> save the kids. Save the kids. <laughs> Hashtag save the kids. Hashtag don't use that reset button. Another theme that I found was living for others with disregard to your own happiness. For example, living the life that your parents want you to instead of the one that you choose. Living out a script that is pre-written for you can make you wonder if things would have been sweeter if you had done things you truly wanted to do. Having a reset button certainly would give you the opportunity to see how life would turn out on your own terms. Yeah, like living for somebody else, basically, right? Right. It's, you're... Like, I became a doctor because my dad was a doctor and his dad was a surgeon and he went to the army, but he was a surgeon in the army. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, that that's that's almost like the religion thing. It's similar. It's it's a very it's a traditional. It's like a like a value, like a home value. And like if you don't do it, you're kind of ostracized, and you know you may be looked down upon. You may be cut off by the the family. It's a, it would be a hard decision to make, but would it be worth it to go back and say? I'm going to hit this reset button and live a life where I may have had some other opportunities. I may have – I wanted to be a rock star, but I became a mortician. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> I would want to be a rock star, dude. <laughs> yeah, if you think you have that opportunity, then maybe the reset button's for you. I mean, if you've lived your entire life under this guideline of this is who I have to be and then you get to a point where I don't – really like what i've become at all and i hate everything yeah you be you are a completely different person when you're living under somebody else's um rule of thumb maybe would be the right uh phrase for that the the chosen path (laughs) for you yeah yeah it's like it's a predetermined it's like if you're really good at something like painting or or any art and your dad's a lawyer and you become a lawyer despite loving art because your parents are saying you need a stable income and a regular job and dad was a lawyer so he can help you become a lawyer so you should be a lawyer but you hate being a lawyer you'd rather be a painter right and that leads to you being a depressed person and regretting the whole rest of your life and you know back in like the 20s and 30s and 40s and all that stuff when uh funny you brought up art a lot of painters didn't become famous until they were older because they had professions like i became a banker survival jobs that's what a lot of art people i've seen that thrown around a bunch lately a lot of people who are in the art media multimedia format say that they have a survival job it's just a job to pay the bills it's not something they want to pursue long term but it's something to make money right And, and in this case it's you add that extra layer of the predisposition and you're you're following a path that somebody else wants you to because you feel like you have to. If you chose to live another life, like would you be happier? I I honestly couldn't say, but I would be inclined to say that you would definitely change as a person and you may grow exponentially from that decision. Right. You may have to face the consequences of that action to say, well, <laughs> I'm not going to be their lawyer and they're going to be like get the fuck out <laughs> and we were talking and about like the whole idea of living vicariously through your kids yeah. like the pageant moms and the football dads that force oh, their kids geez. into yeah. those things because they wanted to do it but they never got a chance to succeed in it so they think that oh my kid could do it 
I I almost did it. My kid could probably do it. And there's that's living with the constant pressure of saying I want to make my mom happy because, and then she's the one that's really gaining the benefits and then putting you through hell. And then if you make your own life decision, you know you're looking at the other side saying the grass is greener on the other side. Let's reset and try to make a name for myself. It's a roll of the dice. It is like any of these. Yeah. As you get older, your overall health and well-being becomes cause for concern. The majority of people tend to regret not taking care of their health while they had the opportunity. When you start having difficulty doing simple tasks or continue to bring harm to yourself by poor food choices or lack of exercise, that may be reason enough to hit the reset button and invest more time in your health on a second go-around. Yeah, I firmly believe that investing in your health, if if you didn't do it the right time, the first time, that would be a perfectly good reason to go back. Like me personally, I would be like, boom, reset button. I fucked up. I ate really bad. <laughs> I can't, I want to live better. Probably inspired by something like my family. Like I want to be there for my family longer or, or I don't want to like live by a bad example. And it's kind of selfish to say, like, well, I'm going to eat all these donuts, eat all the steak and everything my first go around, and then hit the reset button. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a cheat. You get the cheat. Or It's your or cheat like, life. Instead of a well, cheat day, you've got a cheat right, life. It's cheat life. Like, what if you were born with a reset button, and you knew it was like, you have one choice. You could either be really unhealthy now, or you can reset and be really unhealthy in your second life. Which one would you do first? I mean cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> you're gonna be like selfish as hell. Selfish as hell. Yeah, but, but that's not the only well illness, right? Though. And the, the, I recently started eating healthier and exercising every day, and that was because the c word was being thrown around a lot. I heard of uh, so many people. You're talking about like the four letter c word? No, uh, cancer. Oh, that's c word. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, and it's been thrown around a lot lately, and it's nothing. It's nobody with anything that has been terminal. Well, yeah, there's there's been huh. some things. There's been some stuff. So it's been yeah. thrown around a lot, and it scares the hell out of me. One, but it's very scary. Two, I noticed that I was not looking like I used to look, and that happens, I, man. I mean, I do videos all the time. And so to see that transition of just my face, to see my transition of being this thin, tiny guy to having these puffy cheeks, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not okay with that. To be perfectly fair, though, uh, you were so tiny. I know. I know. I was ridiculously small. Yeah. I don't want to get back to that. I just want to be healthy, which I feel like I'm getting there. But you're making the decision now with the life that you have – Without a reset button to do it because you know you don't have a reset button. Man, if I had that it, reset button, you'd see me at like 600 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so you would be a lot less cautious the first time around and say, well, well you're 50 years old, right? Think about it right. this way. 50 years old, do you regret living your first life and finding out you got fucking cancer, like colon cancer or something like that that could have been prevented? Yeah, it feels like a waste. That would probably it feel, like, feel a waste, like a waste. Yeah. It does feel like a waste when that's something that – And that's the difference between yeah, – it's controllable. It's way more controllable even if it's not 
compared to something that you're like predisposed to. Right. And if you're predisposed to something, it doesn't matter what your reset button is. It doesn't matter what your reset button is. Because it's going to. Yeah. It's going to happen anyway. And um, another thing that we had talked about before was your overall health and people who have diseases and, um, in my personal life, my fiance goes through this a lot. She has different pain levels because of her autoimmune diseases. So like if you could go back and reset and figure out exactly how to fix that, would you? Or would you just, you know, be become really dulled down to the pain and deal with it your whole life? Especially if it's affecting you or affecting a family member. Or something like that. Yeah, because there's a lot of factors that go into that because it's not only what you're going through. The If it's something severe enough, the family and friends all have to be there for you. And Yeah, I mean, if I, if I had chronic pain or if I had, like, something that, like, I couldn't even get up off the couch and, like, a relative was constantly having to take care of me or, like, helping me get to another room or, you know, it, I would feel really bad not just physically, but I would emotionally feel like I don't want you to have to go through that burden. Maybe I'll go back, live a better life, or like try to figure out an alternative to like a treatment or something right. like that. You know, or to be to, to tell my family like, "Hey, I'm gonna have this cancer in 25 years." Sorry, prepare yourself. <laughs> I'm going to be a real dick. <laughs> I'm going to be a real dick. <laughs> so here's another regret that a choice few may have experienced in their lifetime. There are many careers that require a lot of time spent on education. Doctors, engineers, lawyers, professors, teachers, and a host of other professions that require college degrees. Now, there's no way of knowing if after you're done investing this time – it's going to be a job that you're going to enjoy and want to pursue. Some people may choose to use their reset button to attempt another path to a better field of work, more suited for their personality and energy. Yeah, that's a very real, realistic, scary thing. I often thing. wonder that because there are some doctors that have to go to school for four to eight years and then do an internship and have to do all these different things. So by it's 20 years gone by by the time they're re- – actually practicing and have their own office yeah and the and the the question is 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 it is it worth it if you don't like your job what happens what do you do 20 years down the line you get down there and you know what i got sued for malpractice i'll tell you what now I'm fine. You, ain't, you ain't getting that money back i know that for damn sure no you're not getting that no well not in our present current economy um no but um not only money, though, you got to think about time. Oh, yeah. Time is the commodity that's way more precious than money. Every so person gets 80 some spending... years, you spend 20 years, it's like yeah. a fourth of your life. Yeah. I mean, and that's a fourth of your life to say, no, nah, I don't like that. Worth it. I don't even mm, like that. Yeah. And personally, in high school, I had a teacher that was actually going to college to be not a teacher anymore. Didn't want to be a teacher. Why? Didn't make enough money, didn't like kids. Like, you would figure that after you spent, you know, four years in college, six years in college, that you'd be like, I don't fucking like I'm wondering if that was a a path that was chosen for him. You know, we were talking about that. Maybe his dad or his mom was a teacher and they said, you have to be a teacher. Well, you brought up, you brought up, 
something that I really liked about if it wasn't somebody that chose it for you, but you chose your own about going back to college. Remember that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you had said that going back to college, like people, even though that you're in a career right now, you still have that time. So if say take the doctor off the slate, okay. right? Say you went to a four year college and you became a chef. You didn't like being a chef. You could always go to school for another couple years or maybe even four more years. And that's only eight years total to go, okay, I really like this career. Okay. So it's, so not, it's not going the back end to of college. Your life. It's not the end of your life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's really not the end of your life. To say, well, I've got to use this reset button <laughs> to to Because you've to still get me got back. time. If you if it's you've something like time. where you went to college for four years and that's the degree that you need, and then you can go back and say, I didn't like this, but I can go back and do something that maybe I will like or I think I'll like exactly. better because I went through this and now I know. And then you can retain the knowledge that you already have on top of that and possibly if you want to change your career again you could be someone who actually really likes that like people that we had previously worked for um one of the doctor's fathers was was like that like continuously going to school right. learning mm-hmm. things wanted to absorb so much knowledge doesn't mean that he particularly wanted to pursue a profession in that but they did it because they enjoyed it so not everyone's going to have that I, it reminds me that of a feeling. story uh, back when I was in Civil Air Patrol, it's like ROTC, but it's with the Air Force. It's the official auxiliary of the United States Air oh, Force. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a guy down in Eglin Air Force Base, Florida, that I had talked to while we were staying on the base. And he explained to me that he had been in every different branch of the military really he had been in air force army navy marines and he said he did that because he didn't know which one he was going to like most because he was going to stick out his career with the rest of whatever one he was choosing so he said that he liked the air force the most and that's the one that he was sticking with holy crap how many years was that i think it was four years per four each so it's basically like going to college four times right but he had all that experience and was able to say he knew he wanted to be in the military, but just didn't know like what branch. And he just went for it and did it. And that guy, you know, that guy's not going to use a reset button. Well, that's the thing. Probably... That's the thing is if you invest that 16 years to know for the rest of your life, that that's what you want to do, then 16 years is well spent. Yeah. But I can definitely see using a reset button though. If you have spent so invested so much time in a career maybe like 20 years in a career and then you did the you know four to eight years of college and it became something that was like irreversibly painful for you like you can't go back to college when you're 60 to try to become something completely you can but you don't have that much more time i'd I'd love to hear from somebody that actually went through this so if, if you're listening and you want to leave a comment, I'd love to hear the yeah, story it, because it's if you, intriguing to me. If you're 60 me. and you're currently going to you know University of Phoenix online, trying to be something else, um, MrMoo.com slash – no, <laughs> I don't have a website. <laughs> you don't have a I'm website. not that high tech. <laughs> What's a website? Uh, www what? How do I hashtag? Regrets are a feeling of sadness because of missed opportunities to do or not to do something in your lifetime. 
but they aren't the only reasons I can see people using a reset button. How many things would you be fearless of if you knew you had a reset button? Having the confidence and power to hit a button and start over again would make you feel invincible. You take risks you'd never even think of, say and do things you otherwise would have been conservative about, and be a strong-willed person with a secret in your back pocket. I think people would be more likely to participate in acts of heroism, put their life on the line to save or help others. I also think that the fear of death would be much less of a factor. Many people don't even travel because they have a fear of dying in some accident, either in a car or a plane. If you had a reset button, if you're put in that situation, you could simply hit it and choose to stay home. Yeah. Boom. Shit would change. I think society would change. If Well, if everybody had that reset button, you'd have people that would just be jumping out in front of cars, saving people's lives. Or you could flip the script and be like, shit, people might try to jack me up or kill me. Because they know that they're going to take away my reset button. Like, <laughs> I, I personally... It's non-transferable. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> not transferable. <laughs> I personally, I feel like I'd be on the fence. I'd be like 50% fear, 50% fear tactics. You know what I mean? Like, I would want to change lives. I would want to be a more heroic person. But at the same time, I would fear not being able to use it for something that is more controllable. You know what I mean? Like if if I personally got shot, I would want to use my reset button to come back to life. But also at the same time, if I saw somebody else get shot, I might at that moment sacrifice myself before that happened. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, I'd I would... be more selfless. I feel like I'd be more willing to do things like I probably would have joined the military at some point in my life. Uh, yeah. That ship has sailed. Uh, it's not going to happen. But I feel like if I had that opportunity to say if I invested that time and I could hit a reset button if something went south, then maybe I would be more likely to do that. But I'm a coward. <laughs> well, I'm a coward now. No. <laughs> but what would everyone else do, though? I mean, do you think so many that people that... – I, I think the major theme that we saw – we'll get to the responses later, but the major theme that we saw in responses and even when we were discussing this was not using it at all or saving it till the very end of your life or whatever. And it makes me think of this story that uh, comes from a book that I read called You Were Born Rich, and it I was taking drum lessons, and there was a, a – competition where i could win free drum lessons and i ended up coming in like third place or something so they gave me a a a prize book it was this book called you were born rich and in that book there was a story about this guy that lived in a neighborhood an older gentleman he always looked ratty and had these tattered clothes and terrible shoes and always was seen outside and he just looked like he was super poor guy and Eventually he died, and they didn't find him for weeks because he didn't have any family or friends to speak of, and that house was, like, smelling or something, and somebody said, hey, this guy's probably dead. So they found him, (laughs) and the really odd thing was they found him with this one room that had stacks and stacks of money in it. Like, he was a millionaire. He, He hoarded all this money, but he was so afraid of being poor that he never spent any money. 
But so ironically, he was a he was poor. He lived as a poor he person. He lived poor because he was afraid of being a poor person. Right. And that's honestly, I feel like that anecdote rings so true to a lot of at least American you know, people that are poor and a lot of third world country people that don't have a lot of riches or they don't have that. They can't afford to spend that reset button. I'll put it that way because they're already living in such a fear or strife or, or something that could possibly take that away from them. It's all relative. That they're going to hoard that. It's, it's all know? relative to the individual because what we would see as uh, living in poverty might be different for someone else to, that's living in a third world country to say this is living in poverty compared to your living in poverty. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. Well, here was, here was something that I wanted to compare it to. Imagine yourself playing Modern Warfare. You and I have played that. It's Call of Duty on Xbox playstation if you're not as cool um imagine if you were to play with no lives you had that one life and you're no running through okay no respawn no nothing right okay so then you come up on an enemy what do you do do you a do you rush in and go i'm gonna kill that guy even though there's a high risk that that guy or many other people are waiting for me around the corner or do you hang back and do you take more time to consider the options or your environment around you? You would definitely be more cautious about exactly. all of it. Now, throw in the reset. Throw in the respawn. You have a respawn. You you can use that as your barometer now. You're running around the map. You can feel out things. You're looking for um, you know, good and bad things. Boom. You're dead. But you now know that there's four people there you know that there's like a health pack around the corner there's no health packs but um <laughs> now we're going in golden eye right like but you know things that you didn't know before so you can use that reset button as a positive so that would be your your choices so you would still be cautious but yeah, you would be a little less cautious because you yeah. know you have right. that opportunity. And that's why in our daily lives, I feel like if you put that video game analogy right in there, you go, we are living our lives without a reset button already. And that's why so many people are so cautious. That's why they like people hate war. People hate, you know, so many things because it might change their environment or affect them in a way. Well, people think – I was thinking about this today. People think in terms of forever. Like my situation yes. that I'm currently living yes. in is going to be – forever and it's just not true you're gonna ch probably change jobs you're probably gonna move somewhere you're probably but gonna that's fear that's fear that is fear controlling your life and that is a big factor in whether or not you're gonna risk and it just happens people I feel live like... in that expectation yeah. of everything's nah right now yes let's just yes. live that because it's <laughs> probably better than the alternative even though the alternative could be better. It could be better because they don't want to risk it because the fear is greater than the reward of something that may happen. 
The remaining few who feel no connection with any of these reasons will likely say, I'll live my life, and on my deathbed, hit that button and live it all over again in a different way. Yep. That's me. There's no correct answer here, but there are many reasons and many potential outcomes when you try to quantify the use of a real-life reset button. Well, I think this is a perfect opportunity to go through our answers then. I mean, I feel like we've reached an impasse where... There could be a million situations. There are a lot. There are a lot you of know, things that people could want to use it for regrets or second chances or yeah. Well, what, death what or... would you do? What would you do, Jeff? For me, I'm, I'm going to be a bit boring. <laughs> you going to be a bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, kidding, I would I would not use it until my deathbed. Uh, but I would, I would take more risks. Going with the popular vote. I'd, I'd be more heroic. I probably would be in the military or something like that. I would also go skydiving and take those types of oh, risks. Yeah. Be more adventurous. You know, maybe climb a mountain or something. That, that would, would be, be awesome. Cool. You know, and to know that I could do that, even if I was in a situation where I might die, I could use that reset button and then come back, and it's, I'm good. So you're saying instead of, like, climbing the Appalachians, you're like, fuck it, Everest, let's go. Everest. (laughs) For Everest. And that's because – and with our previous conversation about the reset button and fear and all that stuff, you would have less fear in that situation. For me, I would definitely have more fear. I would want – I would want to use the reset button for something – either really good like preventing 9-11 or something because i have a hero we need rob hit that button (laughs) right like and you know even before we talked about this whole conversation and it being a podcast i think everyone's thought about like what would i do if i was 17 again or you know what would i do if i could go back in time and and like you start to think about those things and you put it toward your own life and saying like well i would not date this person i would totally not eat that i got e coli that was the worst weekend of my life and then blah 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 blah. but you only got one chance right what would you do with it for me i would definitely want to save it for something really good and if that was until my deathbed, so be it. But I'm, I feel like I'm one of those ones where, like, I would either shoot at the hip and say, fuck, this just happened. I got to change it. Or I would some, try to prevent something, like, really bad. Because, like, in 20 years, you never know. The world could blow up. And I'd be like, ah, dying, boom, and I have to hit the reset button before I die or something. <laughs> you know? those, those crazy timelines, though. I, you don't know if, like... I'd be caught in, like, the Back to the Future 2 scenario with alternate timelines and Biff's coming at me and, like, Biff's with my mom. I'm like, no, I messed up. No, no more resets. I don't have a time machine. So <laughs> it could happen. But in my situation, I feel like I would definitely want to do that. I, I definitely had to prevent something really bad, either to myself or to a lot of people. I, I can respect that. But I would definitely win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> I would save the world, but I'll be damned if I'm not getting a couple million dollars of it. I will hit that jackpot Powerball $500 billion. (laughs) Yeah. All right, you've heard our answers, but now it's time to hear responses from our audience. 
Every week, we ask the topic question on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, and a few other places, and we'll feature some of the responses in that episode. So for your chance to be part of the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at FreeBap and respond when we ask what-if questions. Our first response comes from a Reddit user, the random artist, and I was emailing back and forth with uh, the random artist, and he's got a lot to say, but uh, I'm going to try and breeze through this thing here. Uh, he has a lot of good points, yeah, though. Yeah. He really does. All right. said, I would memorize significant lotto jackpot events, probably every four to six month intervals. These would serve as checkpoints for when I go back and need funds. I would then live my life normally and wait. If a major global catastrophe occurs, then I would gather as much info needed and reset to the point where I could prevent it. 12 Monkeys style. If nothing happens, then I would wait until I'm old and then reset to my early 20s. I would take the lotto money and invest it until I became a secret billionaire. Then I would invest in everything that advanced the world. Huge chunk would probably go to Elon Musk. I would try to erase... And the whole concept of garbage, waste, and traffic, self-driving cars would be the solution currently, and maybe launch a bunch of personal projects. I was slightly confused by his first response, so I had him clarify, and here's a little bit of clarification on his second go-round. To put it simply, if I found out I had a one-time use reset button, I would save it. I would hold on to it until... I'm on my deathbed. That's basically it. And then I would only use it under these two circumstances. One, if a sudden catastrophe threatened life on Earth, I would go back in time to stop it. Or two, if nothing happened until I'm old, I would go back and relive life differently. The lotto aspect has nothing to do with my decision to use the reset button. It's merely a cheat code so that I don't go back in time and have to waste time earning or saving money. I would still live my original life the same. Raise kids, have grandkids, work, retire, eat Kit Kats and Airheads. Even if I was broke and suffered hardship, I'd just learn to deal with it because there could be a major disaster just around the corner that would need my reset button. Exactly, buddy. And then when I'm too old to go on and I've said my goodbyes and the world is still in one piece, then I would go back and try a different life. I would have already lived my first life, so I wouldn't have any regrets. That life is done chapters are written the book is closed i wouldn't go back and remarry the same person i wouldn't expect to have the same friends i would just pursue different dreams and become a different person altogether if however i do something stupid and inadvertently start world war three well then everybody's fucked i already <laughs> used my button i would have to go find one of your other listeners and pay them so i could use their button to save the world <laughs> there's only one ever man you screwed us up non-transferable Fucked us, man. You fucked us. <laughs> no, uh, this when okay. First of all, no, I'm just kidding. Um, this was great. It was great. He went through a lot of. Uh, yeah, thank you for that response, by the way. Yeah, it was. He he touched a lot of topics that I really it really started getting my gears turning with the lotto aspect. Let let me let me put it down this way. If you win the lottery the first time, what makes you think that? You're going to win a second time historically when you've already won when you weren't supposed to be the winner in the first place. And what series of events that you're changing in the course of history are exactly. going to affect and the outcome was, of the lotto numbers? It's right, a, exactly. It's a ripple effect. You throw a it's pebble a in a pond and it's going to ripple yeah. outward. And I had not thought about that until way later into my thought process like I was talking about before 
us doing the podcast, I was like, shit, man, I've watched that movie. That ain't going to happen. Like, you can't just have the world's almanac and then win the lottery, like, 45 times, like, Biff did in Back to the Future 2. Like, yeah. I mean, you can bet on horse races and all that stuff to win your money, but I think hitting the lottery once big is your best bet, and then having to invest in companies that you knew were going to be really, really good later. That would be like the only way to do it. You can't do multiple lotto winnings. I don't think that would work personally. It's Well, it's not like the only thing that's unaffected by t- time travel or reset buttons is lotto numbers. It's not, no, but <laughs> everything else, yeah. It's like the else. only thing we found that stayed the same in all of these tests was the lotto numbers. The lotto. The lottery, surprisingly. We can make so much money. But I no, do like what I, he said about the going back and living a second life because he says that life is done, the chapters are written, the book is closed. So for him to realize that, that he's lived a good life up to that point, living it a certain way, and that it's not going to be the same if he goes back, I think that that's the realization that a lot of people get hung up on. Uh, yeah. Is that you can't have the same thing. It's just going to be completely different. It is going to be completely different in a way, but can you stow your emotions really that easily? That's that's the 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 layer that I think you got to peel back and realistically look at. For me, I would have a really really hard time getting to the end of my life being around the people I love and saying, well, I'm going to go back and never interact with you guys again. Because you've come to grow attached to those people. If you can do it, more power to you, but I think that's a little bit of a cold answer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it, because those things made you who you are going back. Not only that, not only that they made you who you are, they you made your life about that. In most cases, people who have families and people who have lived full lives, whether it's... Um, good or bad they look at their lives and say am uh, am i happy and if they say yeah and it's they have a significant other they have something you're going to be missing that you're going to retain the memories of that most likely if that's your perfect reset button world is that you retain the knowledge that's gonna have that's gonna suck to have to deal with that yeah yeah i i couldn't i don't think i could personally do it it would be really difficult yeah. But you would have to I think that's the thing is that he realizes that that's the, that's what's hap- that's what happens. You're not going to play everything out the same way. He did say he would learn to deal with it, man. You are a strong son of a bitch. It's a good long answer, but it's it's a good answer. I like <laughs> it's it. a really good like this guy probably thought about this like we did before we even thought about doing this podcast. Damn back to the future films, man. Good, good topics of discussion. I like <laughs> yes, it is. I, lo- I love talking about this stuff. All right. Let's uh, – what do we got next? We got – oh, Jason. Jason sent in another Jason. audio clip. Thanks, Jason. Let's go and listen to what Jason's got to say. If I had a reset button to where I can go back and use it again, I would go back to when I met my son's mother. Um, I just would not get with that bitch at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but on the flip side of it all, though, um, oh, the good thing about it is that I did get my son out of it, uh, who I love more than anything in this world. So for the most part, yep. I probably really wouldn't use it unless somehow I can have the same son by someone else or something. I don't know. Impossible, Jason. 
impossible. Jason, you know that's not how this reset button works. You play video games. <laughs> impossible. You know science. The sperm and the egg don't just happen in two different bodies that you want. But, I mean, this is what we were talking about. When you throw kids into the mix, no matter how much you hate your ex or what have you, when you throw kids into the mix, yeah. it it trumps all. It takes it away that idea of even taking a chance on it. Like we're we're both not fathers, but you can tell in his voice when he as soon as he mentioned his son, he was like, "Shit, I can't I can't use it." I felt I like that answer was like, "Fuck that bitch," <laughs> but wait, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you're my son." Okay, all right, fine. Uh, I'll just go back and win the lottery after he's already eighteen. And something else happened to me. Yeah, I will see? genetically engineer him it's in a lab you. somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what he can do is Jason can, like, live until he's, like, 80, figure out, like, become this, like, awesome scientist, then go back and be like, well, I'm going to put her to sleep, steal her egg, use my sperm, boom. But then again, science doesn't work like that. <laughs> genetically recreate your son you're gonna pick out the exact sperm that was growing conditions like all that oh man ain't gonna happen jason we love you but it ain't gonna happen you gotta have barry white playing in the background (laughs) Mm. yeah oh and this one um this next one uh i had one of my friends finally contribute yeah all right My friend Sarah, she had some interesting things to say about the reset button. And here's what she had to say. She said, I would not because I have things extremely precious to me that I wouldn't want to lose, possibly to the butterfly effect, which we talked about before. What would life be like if I came back and messed up one detail that cost everyone else I love dearly? That's a huge risk not worth taking for my own selfishness. And when she sent that to me, I looked at it on my phone for a good few minutes, and it hit me, like, emotionally. I was like, damn, 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 damn. Like, it comes from There really are selfish reasons to do the reset button. And I think that's what it comes down to is a lot of selfish reasons. And then there's those – even the selfless ones can be selfish. Well, I mean – it comes from that deep sense of emotional connection with the people around her. And from further discussion with her, she added that she lives for the moments created by those around her. So by using the reset button, she'd risk destroying everything around her. I mean, I get it. I often think about how my actions, like even as we speak, will affect others. Like this podcast could affect somebody else's life and we not even know it. Right. So I think it's smart and determined answer from someone who knows what she wants in life, which a lot of people don't. And it's more than I can say so for myself. So I have to give her a lot of kudos. But still, I'm going back to make that million dollars. <laughs> Go back. Get that money. Like, uh, for me, I, it would be like a hybrid of her answer. And then like, uh, wait till I die. Go back a little bit. Make some money. But I still love you all. <laughs> Plus that cool mill. But, that cool mill. I mean, that leads perfectly into this. This is the concept that I got. We've talked about this, and we've spent almost an hour talking about this now. And it comes down to one thing. A lot of people want the reset button and have a reason why they would want to use the reset button. But looking at the concept of a reset button, a lot of people say they want to keep certain things the same. 
And I see a lot of negativity on Facebook and Twitter about people's lives complaining about jobs, complaining about this, that, and the other. To me, this whole concept shows that, at least in part, people are pretty happy with what they have. Yeah, and if you were to make a big list of things, you could start checking off things, pros and cons, and go, maybe it's not so bad. I mean, you can't say that for 100% of everybody alive. Right. But in the general, the most general sense of the word, having a reset button isn't isn't going to make you happy. Living your life to the fullest that you can will probably make you the happiest. And appreciating the things that you have can change your outlook on the way that your happiness affects you. I think that's the best thing that came out of this was the fact that you can look at your life and say, am I willing to sacrifice any of that? Probably not. You know what? Life's life's pretty good right now. Life's life's a little better than I thought it was. better. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. uh, Yeah, I like it too. And that's all the time we have for this episode of the What If Podcast. The What If Podcast is a Free Bacon and Puppies production. For more daily content, be sure to go to youtube.com slash Puppies. Thanks for joining us. I'd also like to thank my co-host, Rob. Thanks for being hypothetical thank with me. you. And if you're still listening and you want to be part of the next show, be sure to follow us on Twitter and respond when we ask, What If? <laughs>